So, um, yeah, we had a great week, didn't we, Steve? And, and we took a load of team with us to the AOG conference last week. And um, I think one of the things that really spoke to me um, was Friday morning. And um, it was the head of the Assemblies of God in the USA that was speaking. And, and he said this little statement as part of his big message. And this just stuck with me. He said, it's not our unanswered prayer that we should be concerned about. It's more our unoffered prayer. Um, in other words, you know, we've prayed certain things and we've given those things to God. And now we need to trust God. Um, so it's not the unanswered prayer that we need to be thinking about too much. Actually, what prayers haven't you offered to God? And it really got me thinking. And it got me thinking there's probably some things that I need to be praying that are quite specific. That, that actually I need to give these things to God in a new way or a fresh way. Or just more specifically than maybe I have before. It just got me thinking. Um, <clears throat> just... Like, God loves it when we communicate with him, and he loves it when we are specific with him. Um, and, and if there's things in your life, and, and you, you know, they are a mess, as Carla was just saying, things are not quite as you know that they should be, um, let's be people that don't just kind of like, you know, in a sort of vague way pray and trust God in the middle of it, but let's pray um, specific prayers. Let's be people that offer prayers to God regarding specific situations, because then God can you know, we almost like free the hands of God then to move in that situation because he loves to have relationship. He loves to do things out of relationship with us, doesn't he? So um, my voice is a little bit raspy from all the singing last week. Um, And uh, the week before that, as Sadie knows, we were in Poland with our Forge Ministry School and Sadie was there with us. Didn't we have a great time? Um, just an amazing um, God-filled time in Poland. just want to say Sadie is an absolute star. Um, <clears throat> she has this just massive hunger for God. Um, she has done incredibly well since September to give her full time to Forge Ministry School, as well as juggle everything else, work and, and uh, family and, and everything. And, and um, Sadie, God's hand is on you. And, and this is just the start. And, and, you know, you're one of those people, I think, that might be thinking, you know, some of the stuff that Carla was saying there about, you know, everything's not quite done yet. It's not quite complete. There's still some mess here and there. But God's just, he's working behind the scenes of your life and he's tidying that up. So praise God for that. So I want to talk about God's love today, um, which is a really simple subject, um, but a really profound subject as well, isn't it? Um, and I want to talk about specifically God's love that endures. Um, in other words, God's, God never stops loving. Um, and every single human being in this whole world is loved by God. Um, whether they have accepted him, whether they accept God, whether they believe in God or not, um, every single human being is loved by God. We're his creation. And, um, and our creator is, is just desperately in love with us. I just want to talk about God's love. Um, I want to talk about personally knowing God's love um, and then also being people that can carry God's love to other people. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 7. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. And you'll you'll have the the soft, gentle, stew voice today um, because that's all I can give you. Uh, So it says here in verse 1, If I could speak... All the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I'd only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood 
all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7, really think about this one. It says, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's the love of God for us. Uh, So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are our loving Heavenly Father. Lord, your Father's heart towards us, oh, it's just incomprehensible. And, And right now, I pray that each one of us would be able to see ourselves just held in your arms. Lord, loved by you. Lord, that there is no end to your incredible love that you have for us. And your, lo- your love, Lord, is extended to us despite. Lord, despite. It, regardless of, of whether we're um, living up to your perfect standard, you love us completely. And that is an amazing thing to know. And I just thank you also, Lord, that Jesus, Lord, you did live up to that perfect standard and you went to the cross and you took our sin, our wrongdoing, everything that didn't meet the mark, you took it upon yourself so that we could not just know about God's love, but we could personally be recipients of God's love. And I pray, Lord, that every person in this room, by the end of today, Lord, would be a recipient of your love, that we would have... Lord, that we would just be walking with you in a way, Lord, that that you can really work in our lives. Amen. So, so we read in this passage uh, that we are nothing if we don't love others. That's massive, isn't it? Um, We can do all these great things. We can prophesy, bring the word of God to people. Um, But if we don't love other people, then actually we're nothing we can move in great spiritual gifts we can have it all yet without love it's all meaningless and and this love that we're talking about is agape the greek word agape it it means an all-giving love that expects nothing in return that's the love of god it's an all-giving love that expects nothing in return and that's the love that god has for us um, his love is displayed in the ways that we just read about. Love is patient, it's kind, it's not jealous, and so on. We'll look at that a bit more in a minute. Um, and we're recipients of that love through Christ. God has always loved us in this way. But when we put our faith in Jesus to save us, we're able to receive this love. And there's another passage here in Romans chapter 5 that explains this really clearly. It says in verse 1 of Romans chapter 5, Therefore, Since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, faith in Christ, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. What an amazing thing it is to have peace with God. You see, this world is loved by God, but only those who have put their faith in Christ can have peace with God, can know that they stand in in a right relationship with God. Verse 2, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege 
where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's speaking of our heavenly dwelling. Verse 3, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. I mean, no one likes problems and trials. I don't gladly welcome them into my life, but I can tell you now that I know that they produce endurance. And endurance brings strength of character. I know that. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. In other words, it makes us press into God, and it makes us realize that Even though this world is a fallen and a flawed place, there is perfection to come in heaven. Um, But whilst we live in this world, we endure. We put our hope in Christ. And verse 5, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Did you hear that? We know, so we can personally, experientially know how much God loves us, how deeply he loves us, how dearly he loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. It's amazing that my heart is now filled with God's love, because God's Spirit, God himself, by his Holy Spirit, dwells in me. Um, According to 1 Corinthians 13... God's love for me is patient and kind. Maybe we can just flip back to that. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7. God's love for me is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God's love for me is not demanding. Isn't that good to know? doesn't demand anything. He loves me without demanding anything in return. Uh, God's love for me is not irritable. That's good to know, isn't it? We all have bad days. We get a bit irritable. Even though we love people, God's love is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. God's love does not rejoice about injustice in my life. That's good to know, isn't it? God hates injustice. Uh, But God's love rejoices whenever the truth wins out. And then it says in verse 7, God's love never gives up on me. It never loses faith in me. Even when I lose faith in me, God's love never loses faith in me. God's love is always hopeful for me and endures through every circumstance that I go through. Isn't that good to know? And so we can finish there. No, not really. Um, I just want to talk a little bit more about some of those things. But isn't it awesome to be loved in that way? Isn't it awesome that our hearts have been so filled with God's love that we can not just know God's love, that we can love others in this way. And that's more what I want to focus on today. Um, We're called to be representatives of God whilst we live in this world. I loved it in the ceremony yesterday at the coronation when the child, at the very start, the, the first thing that they did was the child comes forward and says, we, the children of the kingdom of God... Um, welcome you um, on behalf of the King of Kings. <laughs> Come on. And, 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 and King Charles, his response was, um, it, it, following his example, I didn't come to serve, um, to, to be served, <laughs> but to serve. And I just, I just love, I mean, in fact, that ceremony was just filled with, with God. Um, and the gospel um, was very clearly shared even by um, the Prime Minister reading that reading. Wow. He might not believe it. Um, he may. I don't know. Um, 
secretly, I don't know. But wow, like he shared that scripture that was so clearly the gospel of Jesus. So amazing things. Believing for great things for this nation. Amen. So we're called to be representatives of, of God whilst we live in this world. Um, and uh, when I love, love others with this all-giving love that has been poured into my life, um, then people will be impacted by the love of God. It's quite simple, isn't it? I've experienced God's love. I share it with other people. Therefore, they experience God's love. And so if we want to be great evangelists in our world, if we want to be people that are drawing people to God, um, then one way we can do that is to love people with that love that God loves us. Um, and, and I believe there's, there's, it's really important, more and more, that, that we that we're clear with people, that we share the gospel with people, that we invite people on this, this journey that we're on. Um, but the very first thing we can do is love people with God's love, especially those that uh, perhaps the world has um, rejected. Um, what an amazing thing it is to be still loved by God's people and by God um, when the world has rejected you. We'll talk more about that in a minute as well. So... Again, verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. So God's called us to be people whose love endures. Amen? This means that we never give up on people. Okay? That's going to be my first thing I talk about this morning. We never give up on people. We're also going to talk about the fact that we don't lose faith in people. We're going to talk about the fact that we're always hopeful regarding what is possible in people's lives. Amen? And we keep loving them um, in this way through every circumstance. So let's talk about love never gives up. Um, Do you have anyone in your life who has never given up on you? Regardless of how crazy you've been how messed up you've been, how uh, backslidden you've been, um, how uh, you may have rejected people or God or, or whatever. Um, many of us have got people in our lives that have never given up on us. And that's an amazing thing to have those people, despite your failings, despite unwise decisions that you've made, despite irrational responses, bad attitudes... I heard the haven't congregation never have bad attitudes, though. Um, despite your stubbornness and your pride, they have always been there for you. Most of us have someone. Um, but all of us have God, our Heavenly Father, who has never given up on us um, and who will never give up on us. So how powerful it is when we show that kind of love to other people, love that never gives up on others especially those who deserve to be given up on especially those who religion has written off or the world has written off sometimes religion is very quick to write people off isn't it Uh, we must not be that church (laughs) we must not be that church you know showing unmerited favor showing undeserved kindness to people is literally the definition of grace and that's the people that God wants us to be Um, this grace draws people into the arms of God it's the very best place for people to find true healing in their lives wholeness in their lives as well as conviction and correction when they're 
doing stuff wrong, when they're making bad choices, when they're living life wrong. The arms of God is the best place to find correction in your life. Um, you know, we often believe it's our job to bring that correction to people the minute we meet them. Right, oh, this person's obviously making bad choices in this area of their lives. Let's help them with that. But actually, maybe just loving them. Maybe just, um, despite them being written off, maybe not giving up on someone is the very best thing we can do because that draws them into the arms of God and then God can start to work in their life. Of course, there's a place to challenge others. There is. I, I think it's really important. But that comes when someone is a disciple of Jesus, when they're walking with Jesus and we have relationship with them um, so that we have the right um, to have that voice into their lives. Um, don't assume you've got the right to have a voice of correction into everyone's life, but actually build relationship with people. And, and through relationship, you have the opportunity to say, do you think that was a wise decision? Do you think you should be doing that? Do you think that, that this is the best thing um, right now in your life? And, and, and it gives us the opportunity. But that relationship has to be built, doesn't it? And, and so loving people is where it all starts. Um, it's much easier to judge, isn't it? Much easier. comes much more naturally to judge people um, and write people off, give up on them. But mercy triumphs over judgment. It says that in James 2.13. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Um, and I want to be that person. I want to be that person that, that shows grace and mercy to people. I'd rather be accused of showing too much grace than too much judgment. I'd rather be a, us be a church that's accused of showing too much grace than too much judgment. Um, because I understand that when someone really knows the grace of God, it draws them to him. And that's where God can then work on their lives and change them. I have an, a huge desire in my heart to live God's way, to do things right, to, to live according to the ways of God's kingdom. And that isn't because I'm under some law, the law of God. Um, it's because... Um, my heart has been changed. I'm a child of God, and I want to live according to his principles and his laws. That, that's why. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, so the second thing is this. Uh, in that verse 7, it says, love never loses faith. Never loses faith. In the New King James Version, it says, love believes all things. Love believes all things. So... This kind of love that doesn't lose faith in people is possible. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it sees, sorry, it sees what is possible. And with childlike faith, it says, God, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. So, because we're loved in this incredible way by God. And, um, th and these are the words of Mary, of course, in Luke chapter 1 when the angel came and said, you're going to be with child. And she knew that was humanly impossible. Um, but she said, with childlike faith, let it be to me, according to your word. And love that doesn't lose faith in others isn't based on their current behavior. It's not based on the choices that they're making. It's not based on what you can see in the natural. It's based on what God says about yeah. them. That's love that doesn't lose faith in others. It looks at others and, and says, I know what God has promised over your life, and I choose to believe that over what I currently see. This kind of love that doesn't lose faith in people causes us to always see the potential in others. Always. 
always see the potential in others. To bring encouragement to them, to challenge them, again, through relationship, um, because we see what God says about them, um, and to speak good things over them, to help them see that with God, anything is possible. Sometimes you need to, they're not speaking it over themselves, so you need to come alongside, and you need to let them know what God says about them. You need to let them know that they're a child of God. You need to let them know that they are free. You need to let them know that they are wise. They're going to make great choices. Um, love that story that I think it was Russ Evans shared at the conference this week about his 12-year-old son. Um, and Was it Russ or the AOG guy? Um, and um, he was talking about how his son had one job, one job to do, and that was to put the bins out on a Thursday or whenever it was. And uh, he just kept forgetting. And he was getting really irritated with his son. Um, and he was going to, again, the, the morning comes, bin lorry goes by, bins are not out. He's like, ah, there's nothing worse than not having your bins out when the bin lorry comes by, is there? And, uh, and he's really irritated and he wants to give his son what for. And his wife says, um, uh, may, maybe think about speaking like, over him that he is like good at putting bins out instead of... of criticizing it's what my wife says to me quite a lot with my parenting as well and um and so he goes in his son's room and says you know what you are the best bin putter outer that there is you are incredible at this and every day that week he said it to his son you're amazing at putting the bins out you just do such a fine job you never miss it you, you are absolutely brilliant at putting the bins out guess what happened the next thursday his son put the bins out and never missed it again <laughs> and it just shows the power of our words, doesn't it? The power of, of making these um, incredible um, statements over people's lives because that's what God sees in them. That's what God says about them. Um, and so let's not allow circumstances to dictate what we speak over people's lives. So I'm going to try that in all areas. You're really good at putting your clothes away, aren't you, son? Etc., <laughs> etc. Yeah, Carla's going to keep me to that. Matthew 19, verse 26. says, Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things... Sorry, this is impossible with men, but with God all things are possible. This is the rich man uh, entering into the kingdom of God. And, and, you know, it seemed completely impossible that he could uh, live for God's kingdom uh, because he wasn't willing to give up his riches. But, you know, when God's working in a person's life, um, there's nothing that can stop you living for his kingdom. Um, so with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible in our own lives. Think about your own life. It's good to know that God sees the potential <laughs> And that he's placed in us. He sees what's possible that other people might not see. And God says to you today, listen, God says to you today, I believe in you. Like we think it's our job to say to God, I believe in you. God knows you believe in him. It's good to say it. But God says to you today, I believe in you. You can do it. You can do it. You can be free from that addiction. You can make that change even though it's going to cost you and be painful. You can forgive that person who hurt you. In fact, you can forgive yourself because I've forgiven you. You can get that new job. You can start that business. You can be the parent that you need to be. You can be the parent that you need to be. 
you can dream again. And that's what God says over every one of us today, all of those things. I don't know if any of those are relevant to you today, but that's what God says over your life. Not only that, God says, now go and say these things over other people. When someone says to you, I'm thinking about, you know, applying for this new job, but I don't know if I'm, you can do this. You can do it. When someone says, I'm just still struggling in this area of my life. You can be free. You can be free. I believe I'm going to stand with you. Do you want me to pray with you? Do you want me to walk with you? Do you want to be accountable to me? I'm going to stand with you and believe for freedom in your life. Okay. Uh, third thing today that it says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 is that love is always hopeful. This kind of ties into what we just said because, you know, it's part of one passage of Scripture anyway. But it, it, love is always hopeful. In this context, hopeful is expectant. That's what that word is, is talking about. It's about being expectant. When you love people, you're expectant over their lives. God's love for you makes him expectant over your life. This kind of love doesn't just say, maybe one day things will get better. It says, I'm expecting things to get better today. Amen? I'm expecting things to change today. Because it remembers that God is the God who is working behind the scenes of our lives. Even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. Reminds me of a song. It doesn't allow past failures or present realities to dictate the future. Anyone hear that? Your past failures, your present realities do not need to dictate your future. It sees a new day, each new day, as an opportunity for change and it doesn't give up when there is no outward or obvious change. Um, This love understands that God is working behind the scenes of our lives for our good. According to Proverbs 13 verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Ever hope for something? and it hasn't happened, it can really hurt your heart, can't it? But love is always hopeful. What does that mean? Well, I I believe that that we, as friends to one another, can bring incredible healing to our friends' lives, to our friends' hearts, when we come alongside them in a time of discouragement, when we come alongside them in a time of waiting, um, because we can encourage them to dream again. We can say, yeah, I understand that your heart has been hurt, that your heart is sick because of the hope deferred. You haven't seen this come to pass yet, but let's stand together. Maybe we can pray about this. Maybe we can, let me, let me help you just regain strength in your faith today when it comes to this area of your life. This love, this love that is always hopeful, moves people from being stuck in a ditch to being back on the highway. This love that we can show people because of God's love in us moves people from wallowing in the valley to climbing the mountain again. I want to be one of those people that says, right, you've wallowed in this valley long enough. Totally understand why. In fact, I think back to to a few situations in, in, in life where I've literally said, you need to take the hand of God. You need to let God pull you out of this valley that you're, you're stuck in. And, and when they do, wow. Like they begin to dream again, begin to live again, begin, begin to climb the mountain of God again and see God move in their lives again. Uh, Romans 8 verse 28. You probably all know this one. Many of you will. 
It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And then the last thing that this scripture, 1 Corinthians 7 verse 13 talks about, sorry, 13 verse 7 speaks about, is that love endures through every circumstance. Wow. So there's nothing that we can't get through when we have the love of God. God's love keeps us going on this race of life, um, despite the obstacles that we face. Psalm 18 verse 29 says, In your strength I can crush an army. With my God I can scale any wall. The ability to say those words comes from a deep revelation of God's love for us that endures through every circumstances. And maybe when we come alongside other people with that incredible same love that God shows for us, we can help them gain the strength to say, in your strength, I can crush any army and with my God, I can scale any war. God's love causes us to take the hand of those who are slowing down in their race of life or have given up. It causes us to love people in such a way that we help them to lay aside every weight that is slowing them down. We help them to deal with and disentangle themselves from the sin that so easily ensnares them. Hebrews 12 verse 1. We all know this verse, I would think. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Maybe God has called you and me not to just know God's love in such a way that we're able to lay aside the weights in our life, the sins in our life, but maybe he's called us to come alongside others and and help them take those heavy bags off their backs that are stopping them running as they should be. Maybe God's called us to come alongside us and just help them to disentangle themselves with the cares and the worries of this world, with the sin, with the stuff that, that, that just want, the devil wants to trip them up with. Maybe God's called us to be those people in other people's lives. And what a joy it is to be filled with this love. What a privilege it is to be able to love others in this way. We carry the hope of the world to those around us, don't we? So how? I don't know what the time is. All right, I need to finish. So so how can we do this? Let's go back to Mary in Luke chapter 1. Because Mary said, um, let it be to me according to your word. Okay? Because that love that... um, never gives up, that love that, that um, has faith despite the natural circumstances that filled her heart. And then she says, but how can this be? And the angel Gabriel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And we read just now in Romans chapter 5 that our hearts have been filled with the love of God because he's filled us with his Holy Spirit. And so as it was for Mary, so it is for us. The power of the Most High God we have working in our lives. And it's that 
same Holy Spirit that brings the love of God into our lives and causes us to be people who don't just know God's love in our lives, but are able to walk in that love and to show it to other people. And I believe it's one of the most important things that we can do as a church family for each other, but also for our communities out there, for our friends at work, for our unsafe family and friends. Um, it's one of the most important things we can do is show that agape, that all-giving love that doesn't expect anything in return. It's not always easy, but it's one of the most important things we can do. Um, when do we struggle to show that love? We struggle to show that love when we're running dry, when we haven't been filled with the Spirit of God, when, when we're kind of, you know, doing it in our own strength and not doing it according to God's strength. So I just want to encourage you today that the key is to be filled with God's Spirit. The key is to be filled with the living God to such an extent that His love completely drenches your life, that you are overwhelmed with God's love because then you will take that love to other people. Um, You'll take that love that never gives up on people, that never loses faith in people, that is always hopeful regarding what is possible in their lives and that keeps on loving them through every circumstance. Uh, in a minute, I just want to pray for you, but I just want to, uh, to say that, that I, I want everyone here to know that God loves you inside and out. Uh, God sees the potential in your life and he calls you to walk with him. It's God's desire that you would walk with him, that you would have a relationship with him so that you can live out the potential that God has placed in you. He has a plan for your life. There's, there's no way that you can walk in God's plan for your life unless you walk with him. And I just want to pray a prayer uh, this morning to give you, anyone here, the opportunity to say, God, I want to walk with you. To say, God, um, I accept Jesus, I accept Jesus, that Jesus took my sin, that he took my sin when he died on the cross. All the stuff that once separated me from God, Jesus took it. And in exchange, he gave me right standing with God. Let's, let's close our eyes and just pray this prayer. Um, please say, Dear Father, I accept that I cannot live up to your perfect standard and I repent of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price for my sin. I believe that you forgive me and you make all things new. I surrender to you and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit, to empower me to live a life that honors you. Thank you for loving me. If there's anyone here today that prayed that prayer you know you know that you want to walk with God you know that God loves you and today you're saying yes I want to walk with God I want to have a relationship with God would you just do one more thing for me this morning please and just raise your hand wherever you're sitting just raise your hand and say yeah that's me I want a relationship with God I've prayed that prayer I meant it with all my heart and I'm starting a relationship with God today anyone here this morning awesome thank you okay would you all stand please thank you Father let's pray Lord thank you that 
Your love is, is just incredible. Lord, your love is incredible. And I just thank you uh, for, the, for the gentleman that just raised his hand and said, I want to walk in relationship with God. I don't want religion. I don't want religion. I want relationship with God. And I thank you, Lord, that as we walk in relationship with you, Lord, your love isn't just a thing that we can know about. We're not just loved by you, but we can experience and know your love. We can receive your love in our lives. And I pray, Lord, I just want to pray for every person in this room right now. Lord, that we would receive your love in a fresh way today. Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would fill every single person, every individual, every child in kids' church, even now. Fill us, God, with your love. Fill us with your love. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and let us know your incredible love. Lord, I thank you that as we're filled with your love, you empower us, Lord, to be a people that aren't just blessed by you, but take the incredible blessing that we have to others. Lord, we're people that take that love that endures to other people. Lord, we become people, Lord, who never give up on others. Lord, who never lose faith in them. People who are always hopeful regarding what is possible and people who keep on loving others despite the circumstances. Fill us with that love, Lord, today in a fresh way. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.